Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. This is Dale Jackson welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry that takes a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching it as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology. Speaking the truth and love is our purpose, and to give the lamp and light to all. Last week in our study of James chapter 5, we were talking about having patience and waiting on the Lord to see us through to the completion of His goals. Let's continue with that study today. Patience is doing what you're supposed to do without taking your eyes off the goal. The goal is the harvest. And so you just go about as a Christian doing those things that you're supposed to do until the harvest time comes. How many times have men thought, well, I'm going to go to the mission field, or I'm going to go and study for the ministry. And instead of being patient, finishing college, instead of being patient, getting all their deputation, they got impatient, and they stopped. They quit. And they were never able to bear the fruit that perhaps God wanted them to bear because they did not do the hoeing and the other things that were needed. Now notice, it says, hath long patience, here in James 5, 7. And that term, hath long patience, in the Greek language is a present participle, which means he continually waits without despondency, which shows there is nothing that he can do until the early and the latter rains come. This is showing us God's promised care, my friend. As Christians, we should never lose sight of his care, as well as our dependency upon him. Remember, you can plant the garden, you can hoe, but it's still dependent upon the Lord. We talk about the early and the latter rains. We talk about also the development of the seed till it becomes mature. And he can make a seed go 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold. Or we may have a very barren harvest. And so what we need to realize, there are things that we cannot control. So whenever we're serving the Lord, let's realize our dependency upon him in everything. If we can do it all ourselves, then my friend, it's probably not of God. This radio ministry, I cannot do it of myself. As a matter of fact, with all of us that are involved with it, we cannot do it ourselves. Our dependency is on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm sure in your life, if you're teaching a Sunday school class, you're faithfully attending a church, and you're trying to be a witness and live the Christian life, just understand, you have a need to depend upon the Lord to endure and to do what you ought to do. And if you could do it by yourself, then it's probably not. Of God. Now, in keeping in context with the first six verses, it may be the rich who are the root of the trial and the tribulations. Look back in James chapter 2, verse 5 and verse 8. He says, Hearken, my beloved brethren, 
Hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom, which he hath promised to them that love him? Now, being rich in faith is important. You can't just say, well, hey, he's poor, so he's God chosen. No, he needs to be rich in faith. That is, he believes the Bible and he acts upon it. Then verse 8 says, If he fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. And that is straight from the word of God. That is God's word. That is God's promise. That is God's way. So, that ought to be a comfort to us. That ought to be a comfort to all and help us to be persistently patient by enduring without despondency. Now, look at verse 8 here of James 5. Be ye also patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. For the third time, we are admonished to be patient as we live in these the last days. Now, why is there this admonition? Well, because we're told how the last days will be. For example, Second Timothy 3, verse 12 and 13 says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And friend, unfortunately, many times that persecution comes from other Christians, even within your own church, sometimes within your own family. You have standards. You don't drink, you don't cuss, you don't go to the theater, you don't dance, you don't smoke. And on down the line you go. And sometimes you'll have Christians that make fun of you. Then you don't do rock music, you don't do Christian rock, and you don't do other things that a Christian should not do. You're not contemporary in worship. You won't get involved in the sinful act of contemporary worship. Then, my friend, there are going to be Christians that attack you for that. And so, yea, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Now, this is what he says the last days will be as the rapture approaches. Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 through 12 says, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you, and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice, and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. And so again, as we look at the last days, He's saying that in the last days there's persecution. First Peter chapter 4 verses 12 through 14 reiterates that. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part is evil spoken of, but on your part is glorified. Now notice, he says rejoice that you're partakers of Christ's suffering. Why? Because when his glory is revealed. 
Now, the glory of God is going to be outstandingly tremendous. <laughs> My friend, he says that the sufferings of this present time, and you know how people have suffered, and the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. The glory will be so great, it'll make that suffering seem minute, especially since the suffering is only the time that we're on earth. Many times it's less than a year. And even if it's years, how that seems like but a puff of smoke in comparison to the years of eternity and the greatness of that glory. So he says rejoice, not because of the suffering, but rejoice because of the joy that is ahead of you. Be exceedingly glad about that. Be happy about it. Do you realize that Nehemiah 8.10 says, The joy of the Lord is your strength. So rejoice. The glory is yet to come. My friend, for us as Christians, the best is yet to come. So be patient in these last days. Now, we are patient. How? By establishing our hearts. Now, notice. The word be puts this into the form of a command. By the way, I did not look at the various passages. A man, I guess, did a study on this and said there are over 1,000 commands in the New Testament. Well, if that's the case, this is one of them. He says be, and the word be is in the form of command. Be also patient. Establish your heart. Okay, so this is the command to be patient and establish your hearts. So since we're commanded to do the establishing in this matter, then it means that we're responsible to establish our hearts. That is that we are to make a conscious effort. Now the word establish means to strengthen. Now we know in the physical realm that strength comes by exercise and good eating. You have bodybuilders that they not only eat right, but they must exercise right and work hard to grow and to define themselves and to develop. Let your faith grow large by feeding on the Word of God, and then strengthen that growth by your continual service and exercise. If a person just eats but he doesn't exercise, then he doesn't become something that you want to look at and something that is desirable. A Christian that just feeds on the Word of God, but he does not witness, does not serve his Lord, does not try to do what God would have him to do, they become a slob in the work of God. And it's not something that you want to look at as a Christian. And so we exercise by obedience to the Word of God, obedience to the will of God, even in the midst of our trials, which are here in these last days. Do not allow your trial to make you bitter. Oh boy, you can get bitter if you're not careful. Do not be one who is actually mad at God about it, but you explode on others, or you take it out on God by not doing His will. My friend, we are told to persist in this patience without growing despondent. 
Now, why? Why are we to persist in this patience without growing despondent? Because the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. It is still to be our mindset to always be looking for the coming of the Lord. Oh, I remember as a little boy when I was given work to do and I had to have it done before dad got home the afternoon or evening. And my friend, when I was a little bit behind, if I'd laid around, then I started working, try to get it all done. I tell you, what you're doing is you're working as hard as you can, and yet you're looking out the front window, or you're looking across the highway to see if Dad's coming yet. And my friend, as we have that mindset, the Lord is coming. Let's get busy for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If we do this, then we will not need worry about falling into the sin of verse 9, which is grudging against brethren. Now, my friend, the coming of the Lord draweth nigh has the idea of suddenness. Therefore, it is both cautioning us and commanding us to be always ready. I can't help but to think of Proverbs 29, verse 1, that says, He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. And so often we think of the unsaved that are suddenly taken from this life. But, oh, what about Christians? This is your radio pastor, Pastor Andy Bloom, saying, May the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you would like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, send us your name and mailing address, and include the radio station by which you are listening, and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light broadcast, 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us by our website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the sermon library. That site is www.centralbaptistocala.org. Again, the address of Lamp and Light Broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, OCALA, Florida, 34471. And our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org This is your announcer, Dale Jackson, saying, May God's peace be with all who are in Christ Jesus. My feet on His firm foundation for the Bible stands.